is time once again after a tiny Thanksgiving hiatus. We back, baby. Packers, however, are not, but we'll get to that in just a few moments. Uh, if you're new to the show, hey, I noticed that uh, our following on social media is growing. Not, you know, it's not crazy, but it's a slight uptick. So if you're new to the program, welcome in. Welcome to the family. Uh, make sure you follow us on all the socials. You'll get all our updates and all that fun stuff there. Sorry for the inconsistency. There's the month of November for all of us. And if you'll notice, Dustin has a new background. He just bought a new home, which is also part of the reason. Congrats to you, but also part of the reason why we are inconsistent. And my rolling chair is getting pushed by my dog. So let's just try and stabilize here. All right. <laughs> all right. So, um, well, the Eagles game didn't go quite. Though, actually, hold on. Sorry, I'm a little rusty, folks. Let's start with some news and notes. Um, we have imaging for that. News and notes from the league. All right, so uh, I don't, I don't want to talk about this. He's a disgusting human being, but he's back playing football. Deshaun Watson's back. Um. Yep, we're just going to skip right by that, unless you have anything to say about that. Boo. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. So, Deshaun Watson's back. Let's move on, shall we? That's really all I have about that. Um, In other news, Odell Beckham seems to be getting closer to making a decision. He is visiting the Giants. He is visiting the, I believe, the Bills and the Cowboys on Monday. I know the Cowboys thing is... But also, we're two minutes into this, but better late than never. Hi, team. Hi. <laughs> Dustin goes, I'm going to blow up his phone right before we started. It's like, okay. My, my go-to was Alec. Alec, the meatloaf. <laughs> I was spaghetti, so I'm sorry that I was late, but my spaghetti wasn't late. Uh, that, that's fine. Good, good excuse, Mister. Oh, I'm newlywed, so I'm gonna make the spaghetti excuse. Whatever, <laughs> Alec. Look at you being so romantic. Problematic. It's not really <laughs> problematic for her. It's just problematic for us. Is that why you put love as your description, Alec? No. Is that is? Are you insinuating that's why you were late? No. the The reason that I have love as my name is because that's the name of our starting quarterback, or should be. Starting. Ooh. We're going to get to that it's in a minute. Uh, but first, Odell Beckham. Before we get to our beloved team from Titletown, uh, Odell Beckham has three visits Giants, Cowboys, and Bills. I'm going to go full Stu Gods here. Uh, enough of this guy. Okay. We've been talking, I feel like we've been talking about him since, I don't know, July. We don't even know if this guy is healthy enough to contribute anything. I mean, the Bills don't really need him. So, whatever. The Cowboys, do they really need him? They seem to be just fine without him. The Giants are really the only team that needs him, and let's be honest, I'm not sure that they're going to get into the playoffs. They're pretty fraudulent, although the NFC is kind of wide open. But you get teams like Washington and stuff all of a sudden are in the mix. Uh, so it's just a lot of I, – I don't care. Just make up your mind because I don't know by the time he's healthy and like back to being himself, it's probably going to be next year. I don't know how much he's going to contribute this year. So Odell Beckham, enough. Pick a team and get out of my life. Yeah, I am right behind you on that one. Just pick a damn team, shut up, and just 
be gone already. Like, I'm so sick of hearing about Odell Beckham. Like, that seems like that's all we heard about all summer into the season. Oh, Odell Beckham, yes. Odell Beckham. Just shot up and play. Focus on the actual, like, titles. Like, Von Miller just went on the IR, news and notes. But, uh, like, why don't we talk about that? Like, an all-pro player just went on the IR, and now that's a game-changer for the Buffalo Bills. Like, why would we not want to talk about that? Well, because we're kind of winging it today. We don't even have a show sheet. We have nothing. I'm not saying I'm not saying us in general. Way to put us on the spot here, Al. I'm what saying ESPN and all the other analysts out there that just talk about garbage all day. You're right. I'm not a soccer fan, but the World Cup is going on. That's kind of a big deal. And Lord knows they would. I don't. Th- I don't know who's broadcasting. I think it's Fox. But if it was ESPN, Lord knows if Odell Beckham signed with any of those teams, they would. Cut from programming from the World Cup, one of the biggest international events in the world. Uh, and they would be like, Odell Beckham signed with the Cowboys. Let's talk to Stephen A. Smith about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I get it. Big name. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it would make more sense if there was less news going on. But as you guys already said, there is a lot. Like, why, why do we keep bringing up this dead story? I mean, when he does sign, great. Let's talk about it. Let's see how he fits. But, however, until then, like, what are we doing? You know, like, why, why are we stoking fires for fires that aren't there? You know, we're, we're stoking fires when, when there's no flame, there's no smoke. All there is is a player that hasn't played a full season in, I don't know, three years. Yeah. Do you think – I'm not kidding. Do you think ESPN – that's going to be their leading story whenever he signs. And as much as I don't want them to, their response. I'm not going to, so quit asking. <laughs> I'm just an excuse to play that song. Yeah. But no, for real, it's, it's incredibly sad to me. Um, but anyway, let's move on to other topics. Uh, we should touch on the Von Miller thing. They actually play tonight in about an hour from this moment right now. Um, it hurts their defense. But I think Buffalo at this point has more problems than the Von Miller injury. Yes. Instead of talking football, can we talk about how shitty it is to have to subscribe to Prime Video to watch Thursday night football? Maybe that's the thing that happened this season and the Packers have four or five wins. Yeah, I think the shittiest thing that happened this entire year has been Prime Video taking over Thursday night football. Hate it. I have my... uh, I have my free trial that ends in like a week. And after that, no more Thursday night football for this guy because I'm not going to get scammed into buying another subscription. Won't happen. Not going to do it. So quit. The show goes on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Dustin. Sidebar, may I approach? You may. Okay. And on to Alex's point. And also, we have to buy this shit and then watch more shit because the games have been absolutely horrendous on Thursday night. Like, ah, just, the show like, goes on! Yeah, the show does go on, but it's a shit show, that's for sure. The shit just keeps on rolling. They're like, who can we get just to have the garbage teams on Thursday? Amazon's like, yep, give me the Bears and Commanders. on That Thursday is a game. disgusting act, and it's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> it really is disgusting. Yeah, do you do you remember the Thursday night game with the Bears and Commanders at all? Did you guys watch that game at all? I mean, who could forget? <laughs> yeah, I I watched it for like I think two minutes. And I'm like, this is just the worst football I've ever seen in my life. Like, ne- ne- neither team could do anything. Like, it was like, oh my gosh. I think I had Washington plus three. 
I don't remember if it covered or not. Probably not. I've had a horrible gambling. Uh, year. They did. They did cover, I believe, because I yeah. think Boston won that game. Because that was that was the only game I went with Sean in in our picks. I went oh. with Sean because I'm like, oh yeah, Justin Fields gonna light it up, and they finally shit the bed for me. You're right. Like, I do remember that now. Yeah, and I like that Sean. The next week, I said I will never go for the Bears again. I, that's true. The Bears are on my do not trust list in terms. <laughs> gambling but we can talk about that on the gambling show hopefully returning this weekend i should probably set that up considering i'm the head honcho of that uh but any hoosiers uh amazon prime quick sidebar uh i will say two-day shipping great but also the boys if you don't want to watch thursday night football see dust that's that way dustin approves the boys is good but that's about it that's about all i got for you uh I can't think of anything else from Amazon Prime, but uh, they, they keep trying to shove this Amazon Music at us. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to pay eight dollars a month to listen to indie pop that nobody's ever heard. Of. There's a reason I've ever heard of it. It's not music. I, How and, dare you? They're artists. Not music. Have you guys done your? This is a total sidebar, but since we're kind of there. Have you guys done your Spotify or Apple Music Rewind shit? My uh, list is terrible. I love it. What are you talking about? No, no, no. I'm saying my personal list, which I have here. Um, so <laughs> it's not great. We're totally sidebarring, but let's face it. The Packers haven't had much to talk about. We'll get to them in a couple minutes. Let's have some fun, shall we? Um, so my top song, I'm not making this up. I have the proof right here. So my favorite podcast, The Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gatz, did a musical. And apparently, I know I cut the lawn to this album a couple times. Must have been like 53 times because one of the songs off that album was my top at 53 plays, which is kind of sad. Brett Eldridge, top artist. I kind of knew that. I'm a big country guy. And top album was The Levitard Show one. So, I mean, my list is terrible. I have a question. How do I see this? I don't know how to see this. Are you honestly. on Apple Music or Spotify? Uh, I'm on both. So Apple Music, uh, they sent. I got an alert on my phone, so I swiped and did it, and then took a bunch of screenshots. Actually, hmm. I think I can get you the link for that. Uh, it's replay.music.apple.com. A lot of dots. Uh, you're, I'll say you're gonna have to slow down there. That's way too many dots. Are we speaking? Freaking uh, <laughs> stop! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is that? Is that Morse code? Yeah, yeah Morse code. Are we speaking Morse code here? Yeah. Morse. So, uh, replay.music.apple.com. That's for Apple Music. I don't. I'm not. I don't use Spotify all that much. You know what happened? Since it's a real platform and they're actually like they care about their people, they don't make you go on to like a separate website. <laughs> Boom! Right there when you open up the app, they're like like to see you're wrapped and then you click on it and it shows you and i will have you know that i was in the 0.00001 percent of the uh of the uh fan base for uh shoot i forget the name of the band now but i listened to 52,000 minutes of wow of Who Let the Dogs Out by Baja Man. <laughs> Problematic. 
Yep. <laughs> I am oh. a fan of Baja Men's Baja Blast album and who let the dogs out. That's fantastic. <laughs> Alec, but but who did let the dogs out? I don't, maybe DMX. <laughs> um, I don't even know how to respond to that. So while Dustin looks up his music thing, we'll get to I, that. I, fo- I found it. I found it. I found All right, it. hit us with it before we so, move on. Uh, apparently, I played a lot of Sam Hunt. Uh, 23 Sam Hunt. Have you ever heard that song at all? Who? Sam Hunt. He's a country I, artist. I Look, he was, my, he, really, the Levitard Show musical was my pl- top played album according to Apple Music. Like, I'm not big into music, apparently. Yeah, true, true. You have no taste. Okay, Alec, have you ever heard of Sam Hunt? Sam Hunt related to Mike Hunt. Problematic. Right, no, I, I, I've listened to him a lot. How come I knew that was coming to? Right when I said it, I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I walked into it, <laughs> like brick wall, right into it. I won't lie; it took me a second to know where you were going. I was like, relate. Yeah. Why did you care? No. Regardless. Right Problematic. Anyways, twenty three Sam Hunt, very good song. And then I went in the new level by ASAP, <laughs> ASAP, and then Super Gremlin, Kodak Black. Ooh. That's pretty sweet, man. Mm-hmm. Get super you know, into that song over the summer. You know I'm older than you two, but I never feel older than when I watch the Grammys or hear of these people. Who in Christ's name is ASAP Rocky? Is he like Creed's son? Like he was popular when you were in high school. How do you not have you not heard of ASAP Rocky? No, he was not. When I was yes. in high school, I wish I had a sounder for like a back in my day thing. Because back in my day in high school, it was Chris Brown, it was T Pain. It was a little Acon, but it was kind of out of the Acon phase. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, there was a very many offensive spoof artists. I believe one of them was Rucka Rucka Ali. I don't know why I know that name yet, but he was very offensive. Um, <laughs> Weird Al made an appearance at some point in my high school. Yeah. So I, I'm not the music guy here. <laughs> That's okay. But yeah. Step Rocky is your generation, just so you know. Uh, yeah. 20, 2013 is biggest album released. That was the year I graduated. Grant? So, um, I guess all I can hit myself Problematic. All right. Should we talk some football now that we've totally done a 10-minute? <laughs> we took an exit, and now we got to get back on the highway here. Or the it wouldn't be the lockdown corner without this. It really wouldn't. You know what? We've been away for a while. So let's just, we're just shooting the bleep with the people uh, that are watching us. Um, but I suppose we probably should do the thing that people come here to listen to us for and talk some football. Um, so, all right. Last time we spoke to you out at Lockdown Nation, the Packers beat Dallas, and we all thought, oh my God. We first of all we took a trip to Upset we City. Built this city. And then we all thought maybe we got a chance. We all thought to ourselves, so you're telling me there's a chance. And then on a short week, they faced the Titans at home. The dead last offensively ranked Titans, one of the worst offenses that the league has ever seen. Titans, yes, those Titans. And got their shit kicked in. Sorry for the language. I forgot what program I was on. They got their bleep kicked in. By the Titans, okay, fine. You know what? Short week, weird things happen on Thursday night. All right, well, now they – but they need to win out now. Well, guess what? Sunday night, Philly. But you got a little extra rest. You never know what happens. Wow. Uh, it, they made it feel like a game. I don't know that it was. 
Um, so I guess let's start with um, – well, actually, let's start with Dustin because I'm going to talk to – I want to talk to you about the Tennessee game and Alec basically by his little name tag. Uh, I want to talk to him about the Philly game because obviously he's got some thoughts with his little name on the bottom there. So, Dustin, that Tennessee game, I'm pretty sure in our group chat we went back and forth. I We'll see if I can find those texts, but – that's about as ugly as I've seen them play at home in a very long time. Yeah, that was probably by far yeah, the worst I've seen them play at home, Yeah, like you said, in a very long time. I mean, I stopped. I mean, after, honestly, mid-third quarter, I just stopped watching. I mean, I was I was out yeah. to eat with a friend when we when I was watching it, and, like, I just couldn't watch it anymore. I'm like, this is terrible. Like, what? Like, it just, again, like, no funk, like, no chemistry between anybody. The defense just, like, looks lost under Joe Barry. And I, it just, it was it was undescribable how bad they played. It was like, you know, it, it seemed like we were back, you know, when Rogers like first and second year when we were just really bad, it just, you know, it's just hard to watch, you know, it's just like, you just can't even describe it at this point. It's just not, it's just painful. Yeah. And I'm trying to look up our uh, chat back and forth and I can't find it. We talked a lot during the Cowboys game. Cause we were all like over the moon, like, Oh my gosh, we're not dead. <laughs> um, yeah, if there was ever a game in my lifetime that I can remember that was just a definite nail in the coffin when we were still quote unquote in the mix, it was that Titans game. Like they showed they showed up against Dallas, played relatively well. Yeah, there were still flaws, but they found a way to pull it out. Okay, the good teams normally do. But then they play Tennessee at home, who is should have been an easier opponent than Dallas. And I, they crapped all over themselves. It it was one of those things watching it where it's like, okay, stop Derrick Henry. They did. And, I mean, let's face it, the Titans have, like, no weapons. It's Traylon Burks who kind of had his coming out party against Green Bay, and now he's kind of on the upswing here. He's looked pretty good the last couple of weeks, which, of course, the Packers will do that to anybody. If you need a springboard game, play this Packers defense because woof. Um, but it, it blew my mind that they came out flat in a must-win game, because they even said before the game, we need to win out if we want any shot at the playoffs. And then they just took an absolute deuce on on the logo at midfield. It was horrible. There's a something Westbrook running around out there for the Titans. There's a tight ends that nobody knows who the hell they are. They're running around out there and making plays. It just at this point, I mean, we've had – I don't want to talk about Joe Barry anymore either. I really don't. I, we all know this is probably his last season. Wisconsin just hired a new coach, the University of Wisconsin, Luke Fickle, which I liked that, but that we're not a college show. But I do think that that opens up the possibility for Jim Leonard to be a candidate. He was – LaFleur reached out to him previously. Um, Wisconsin traditionally has always had solid defenses, so – I can see a fit there. And just just keep your eye on it. This is going to be one of those things. We're going to mark it and be like, on December 1st, remember that time I said, hey, Jim Leonard might be in line? Just saying. Um, but anyway, so Alec, do you have anything on the Titans game or do you want to talk Philly? Um, Titan game, you guys covered. I can't really add to that. Yep. So let's move into Philly. All right. So I have refused – to quit with my hope on this defense being good and our offense just being so bad that we aren't uh, that that our defense doesn't get the kind of rest that they need in order to play up to their potential. Um, you know, we we've got such studs 
everywhere on the defense. I mean, even with Devondre Campbell being out, Quay Walker's looked great. Even with Rashawn Gary uh, being out, I've liked Jerron Reed and Preston Smith is he approaching double-digit sacks not already there. Kenny Clark is supposedly one of the best in the league. Jair is supposedly one of the best in the league. Amos is supposedly one of the best in the league. I, I refuse to quit on this defense, and I put it all on the offense being so bad that our defense just gets worn out as time goes on because these teams are getting you know, 12, 14, 16 play drives on us, and then our offense comes out and goes three and out. This yeah. It's a it's a valid point to make that the defense is getting – oh, go ahead. You have more to add. The game is what killed me. Uh, our defense stinks. Our defense yeah. is good. Um, it's got to be the coach because the players – we have good players. Our talent on defense is there. I would argue it's a top three talent-filled defense in the league. Our coaching is just – abysmal on that side of the ball it has to be because our offense was clicking we only punted like twice throughout the game I mean we were clicking and our defense just could not stop that Eagles offense minus the back-to-back QB sneaks that we stuffed which gave me a lot of hope but looking back at it I think that one of them was botched snap and the other one, they weren't running their crazy formation. So, I don't know. I am out on this defense entirely. And I'm out on Rodgers. I mean, he, uh, say what you want about his thumb. Um, I think that it probably has affected him quite a bit throughout the season. Uh, you, you don't go from being back-to-back MVP to being washed in one off season. I just don't buy that. Um, so I think that, you know, his thumb is a valid reason why he is missing throws, why his timing is off, and why he's just generally looked uncomfortable out there. Um, even though he has that thumb issue and I can put the issue on that thumb, it's time to move on, man. I mean, I said it after after the NFC Divisional Round game last year. I actually went to that game. Uh, Dusty was there with we had a great time. It was so cold that the beer was freezing in my mustache. Those are my favorite, my favorite games to go to. I was walking around yelling, Jimmy's got a G spot. Everybody loved me. All right. And, and I don't have a look at me, Louie sound, but my God, do I wish I did. <laughs> look at me, everybody. Jimmy G spot. That is so look at me, Louie. Dude, I loved it. And everybody else loved it. But what I during that game, I learned that Aaron Rodgers was never going to take us to the Super Bowl again. He is the MVP. We were playing at home, and he couldn't muster up more than 10 points. More than 10 points. I mean, I don't know. It's time to ship him out. See what we can get for him as a trade. I wish we would have done it last year to get more return on on our trade, but it's time. We need to move on. Alex, I'm done blabbering. I'm through. Go ahead. Pull the plug. It's your turn. No, uh, also, quick aside, uh, I looked up the sack leaders for this year's squad, and can I just say, wow, this is – I mean, it's also definitive or um, defining trait of this defense. Their leading sack getter right now is Rashawn Gary with six. He hasn't played in three weeks – or three games, I should say. I just – Preston Smith has five and a half. 
so he's next. So he'll, you would imagine by the end of the year, he will have more than six. Uh, then it drops down to three with Kenny Clark, Inigbare with two, Jerron Reed one and a half, and then there's like five guys with one. I mean, there's just no pass rush. The secondary is way too soft. It, it ha- every week, it drives me up a wall. But at this point, I just expect it. And what else are you supposed to expect? Uh, to quote um, Zendaya in Spider-Man No Way Home, always <laughs> just expect disappointment. You'll never be disappointed. Because every week they trot one of the best corners in the entire league. They trot him out there. They did play more man this week. I will give him that. But then it's third and two. And they have him 10 yards back. Well, okay, all the receivers got to do is turn, catch, and essentially just fall forward. Like, I, I don't understand. I still don't understand the game plan. Uh, the rushing defense. Remember we thought we had that fix coming into the year? <laughs> no. The Eagles set a record for rushing yards in a game. It, Jalen Hurts ran for almost 200. Miles Sanders ran for almost 200. I just – this team's not very good. Um, the more I have sat with it, when we traded Devontae Adams, I think that was the point where we should have really considered trading number 12 because now you have this giant contract that you're saddled with makes it that much more harder to trade him so even if we, even if all three of us sitting on this call right now would like to trade him, the money makes it damn near impossible. Not well, damn near, not impossible, but it's going to be really hard. Say if, let's talk about a dumb team that would do this kind of trade, the Jets. The Jets, and there's precedent there, trading a Hall of Fame quarterback to the Jets for a young stud. There's precedent here. We've done it before. But the Jets are dumb enough and desperate enough, and they have the weapons where – it would maybe be appealing. You get for Aaron Rodgers, his ego gets to go to New York, big city. And just imagine if for some reason he won a Super Bowl with the Jets, good Lord, he would be a savior to those people. So that's kind of appealing for him personally. And for us, let's be honest, if say we get one first round pick or two first overall, that's it. If we just got two first, the first one probably is going to suck because they'll take an uptick or maybe it won't because Rodgers hasn't played that good. And the second one, you would imagine he's going to be darn close to retiring. That pick is going to be gold. I mean, it's just there's little things like that where maybe you can see a pathway. But uh, in terms of the team as itself, this team's not going anywhere. Season's over. And at this point, yeah, let's have the love conversation because I have been – his preseason I thought was really good. You could see market improvement. And now – that Eagles game, he came out. Did you guys notice how quick he was with his decision-making, his processing? I'm not a quarterback expert by any means, but you could literally see it. He no. would look at his first guy, and here's the other thing that drove me nuts. All these guys are open. They have been all season. It's like Rodgers is seeing ghosts, to quote Sam Darnold, because these guys are open. And I don't know if it's the thumb, the ribs, mentally. I don't know what's going on. But you can tell there are guys open in this offense. It's not a receiver issue. Now, Christian Watson has some drops. But look at how Christian Watson went from, oh, boy, we made a mistake. To now, all of a sudden, he's one of the most exciting receivers in the league. And I don't think that's just me being Homer fan. Like, anytime he gets the ball, I'm excited to watch him run. It's just, you're right. I think, at least for this season, you're not going anywhere anyway. And I know Rodgers said that if, they're still mathematically in it. Well, their percentage right now is 3% to make the playoffs. It's over. 
let's see what the kid has. For a number of different reasons. You can trade him for draft picks if Rodgers is coming back next year, which I don't – at this point, I want to see more of him. I don't really want to trade him. Or you trade Rodgers, or you just pick up Love's option and you just stay the course, then you can franchise tag him, and you get all that other BS that you can do and extend him for a couple different years. I heard that. Credit to Marcus Spears for that on ESPN. You, I mean, there's ways to keep him, but he's just going to keep getting more expensive, more expensive, more expensive. Well, wouldn't you want – to know what you have if you're paying this guy all this money. Dustin, I know you're chomping at the bit, so I'm going to shut up here and let you have your say. No, I mean, you can keep going if you want. I'm, I'm, I'm actually interested in seeing what you say. No, I. that's pretty much where I'm at. I think at this point, for a number of different reasons, you just you have to play the kids. Receivers, look, Randall Cobb, thank you for your service. You have been a – you're a Packer Hall of Famer, and we all appreciate you. But let's see these young kids. Let's see – What's the point? Find out what you have in the kids. And I know it's not as easy like, let's say, in baseball. Baseball, you can trade all your all-stars. I say that as a Cubs fan. Trade all your all-stars. Let the kids play. See what you have. It doesn't hurt. What What's going to happen? You're going to tank more? Good. That's better for you. A higher draft pick is better for you. So I, play the kids. That that actually sh- – I wish I could change my Twitter handle, but I can't because I'm running the, the call. But my next week, it's going to be hashtag play the kids. Rodgers wants a shot, last another shot at the Bears. Fine, whatever. But then it's the bye week. After the bye week, let the kids play. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I agree with you. But I'm going to backtrack quick to the whole Joe Barry and defense thing. Honestly, my, my biggest concern with the whole defense is, like, there's no scheme. Like, there's nothing – like, we keep it so simple that it's just, like, it gets so repetitive. And like, I think this is what makes it easy on offense is, like, Hey, they're running a, like a soft zone, or they're running cover two man. Like that's for quarterbacks. This is easy to see. Like, and they're reading it, and it's boom, 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 because it's easy. Like, where's where's the twist? Where's the surprise blitzes? Like, where's where's the different schematic things that like we need as a defense? Like we have, like you said, we have the players. Like we have, you know, all these great players that like like if you have a good scheme, there's no reason this defense shouldn't be top ten. Like zero reason it shouldn't be. Because really, all you have to do is throw in a couple twists, throw in a couple blitzes, you know, throw in a couple different schemes like surprises, and it's pretty simple. Like defense is, defense is as hard as you make, and honestly, they're making it way more difficult than they need it to be. Just put pressure on some of these quarterbacks because, like, you're giving these quarterbacks way too much time. Like you said, with those sack numbers, it kind of proves my point. Yeah, like our sack numbers are low. That means we're not putting pressure on the quarterback. That means they have more time. Yeah, like simple I, as that. And then, like, our tackling has been terrible again this year. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, oh. last year it was good, and now this year again it's awful. Like, they just can't tackle. Like, I don't I don't know what we did different from last year to this year, but just go back to what we did last year. Go back go back to the basics, work on tackling, work on simple schemes. Like, you, it doesn't have to be, like, crazy twists where, you know, like, like all these crazy twists you see where the end's coming all the way to the other A-gap and – I was like, just have a simple twist where D tackle comes down and loops through. Like, it's a pretty simple stuff that works in the NFL, even. But, and then obviously, I'll, I'll move on from that. But that's my take on defense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think we need to let the kids play, let them play. And I've, since we drafted Jordan Love, I've always thought he was, he, he had what it took. But what I said was we need to give him time. And I think that time is starting to show because now, like we saw this past Sunday, he looked good. He looked really good. Like, like you said, with his decision making, 
And especially the release of the ball. Did you guys see his one release? That throw to Lazard, that was a nice ball. Like, it, quick quick snap throw. It's crazy. So, not it, look, no one's going to be Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the greatest we've ever seen walk through the halls of Lambeau. I get that. But that ball jumped out of his hand. Like, in, not to keep referencing baseball, but in baseball, you see these guys with a nice, easy delivery that are on the mound. And you're like, oh, that guy's got it. Like, it, the ball explodes out of his hand. Even the play to Christian Watson, I've watched it like a thousand times, the 60-yard play. It's quick. He literally goes – He it's play action, so he fakes the handoff, turns, and fires a rocket right at Watson. It was really impressive. And I I know Collins – whatever you think of Chris Collinsworth. Ah, you know, Mike. Uh, like, I get it. It's Chris Collinsworth. Ah, oh, this is Jordan Love guy. Like, now here's a guy. Yeah, like it's Chris Collinsworth. No one's like over the moon about Collinsworth. But he does have good football information. And for him to be like, oh, this Jordan Love guy. I mean, that to me anyway means something. And on a national stage against arguably the best team in the NFL. And I know he only had two drives. But in those two drives, they scored 10 points. It was quick, it was decisive, and the ball exploded out of his hands. I want to see more of that. I know the season's over. 12 it seems to be washed at this point. Maybe it's just injuries, but it appears to a layman, to a casual fan, it's over. If you if if you would have played just the first two drives of that game from Aaron Rodgers, who looked pretty decent, and then played the last two side-by-side, and you asked someone that had no idea what football was, you could argue that Love was better in his time out there. It's just – it's quicker. It's more decisive. What makes Tom Brady great? He gets the ball out. What makes Aaron Rodgers great? He can extend plays. He's not the on-time guy. But this offense looks like it's designed for the on-time, scheme guys open, and then, boom, your guy's there. Love's doing that. I want to see more of it. And, okay, so I brought up some pressure stats here because we were ta- when you were talking about the defense, I was curious to see where they rank pressure-wise. So their pressure percentage, of course, now I have to do math and count. Because, <laughs> of course, they're not right. So they are 13th in the league in pressure percentage at 23. It's kind of surprising. Dead last are the Falcons at 11%. Packers are at 23%. Whoa. That's stunning to me. Um, overall sacks, let's see. They are they're towards the bottom. So let's see. I'll do it backwards. How many teams in the NFL? 32? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So they're 21st. So that that seems more in tune with what my eyes are seeing. Uh, and their quarterback knockdown percentage is at 9.2, which is middle of the pack. Uh, just eyeballing it here, it looks like maybe 13th. I wish they had them like labeled here on Pro Football Reference, but – they're like around 13, so it's not as bad as our eyes are telling us, but watching these games, Jalen Hurts, and I know that uh, the Packers are rushing up the field, so like they were flying by Hurts, and he just snuck out and ran. Packers suck against running quarterbacks. That's not news. Uh, in other news, water wet. I mean, that's just go back to any cap, the Kaepernick era, go any of those games, Michael Vick. I mean, any running quarterback they've sucked against. It's just facts of life. Um, hurry percentage, let's see. They actually look like they're right around 10, 8.5%. So weirdly, they're getting pressure. 
I don't really know why. <laughs> and they're set. Okay, here's the other thing. Blitzes per drop back, their percentage, this is going to blow your mind. 38%. That's the second highest in the league, only behind the Giants at 42.3. So I guess the numbers are telling us they're trying to create pressure. The problem is, to quote the guy from Semi-Pro, the problem is they suck. (laughs) They're not good at getting pressure. I just, I don't... If you can't get pressure, you're not gonna win. I have one more one more thing to add, and then mm-hmm. we can probably move on. So and the another thing I see too is I, I think the Rodgers and Wilson Russell Wilson scenarios are very similar. Because I mean you can see at this point, like what what made Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers great? They're in provision, right? I mean that's that's why they were great, because they could improvise, they could get out of the pocket, then they could make the throw. Well, now it kind of seems like they're both kind of losing a step to where they can't improvise the way they used to. And they're struggling. I mean, it's just it's. I mean, to me, it's almost kind of obvious. And I think, I think it's getting in their head a little bit too, where they know they can't do it, so now they have to make the throw in the pocket, which they may not be comfortable with. And I, I think that's one thing we can allude to too, is a little bit is their improvisation kind of losing a little bit. To be successful and to play quarterback in the NFL nowadays, you have to be able to move. If you cannot move, and you're a statue, you become Kirk Cousins, which might be good during the regular season, but come January, I. When you're playing Dallas, I mean, we saw what Minnesota did against Dallas. If you're a statue, they're going to kill you. And that's what happened. Alec, any thoughts, any closing thoughts before we pretty much shut this mother down for the day? Keep her moving. All right. Easy enough. Oh, wait, wrong sound effect. Oh, it didn't play anyway. Good. The show goes on! Although the show is basically coming to an end. Um, I did want to quickly ask... Off the top of your heads, I heard this top five list. I just want to go top three so we can keep this moving. And this is Christian Watson inspired. I want both. I'll go first so you kind of get the idea where I'm going with this. Top three home run hitters of your Packers fandom lifetime. So not of all time because obviously like Robert Brooks would probably be somewhere on the list. Sterling Sharp would probably be somewhere on that list. But I don't remember those. (laughs) because I wasn't following football. So my list is from like 2005 on. Um, So hold on. We have imaging. We have sound effects. Okay. So my number three already, I know it's short and it's probably overreactive, but number three home run hitter in Packers history, Christian Watson. Dude is electric. It's crazy. Number two. I forgot the name I was thinking of. Uh, I would say, actually, you know what? This is a terrible list because number two, I'm going to put prime round Randall Cobb. He was returning kicks for touchdowns. He was returning punts. I, I Micah Hyde probably is outside looking in, but only as a punt returner. Um, but Randall, prime Randall Cobb was a home run threat because, and there was a while where Aaron Rodgers was only targeting him. Um, so that's my number two. And number one, of course, Jordy Nash. That's actually where I got inspired from this list because Watson reminds me a lot of Jordy Nelson, not necessarily in play style or hands, but there's a lot of those big plays where big dude outran the secondary and outran angles, as Darius Slay said. So, all right, Alec, you haven't talked in a while. Your top three Packers home run hitters off of the top of your head in your lifetime. Number three. Hard to pick three. I've got four in the mind, but I'll go 
three, I'll go Aaron Jones. Yeah. Uh, from from the days of James Starks, uh, you know Ryan Grant and John Kuhn, legit Grant. in the halfback role, to now being spoiled with Aaron Jones. I love watching that man. Hey, the the same way that you're describing love. His ball, the ball jumping out of his hand, exploding out of his hand. That's Jones every time that he hits the hole. I mean, he explodes through it. Um, number two, I'm going to go Jordy Nelson. I have yeah. a feeling he's going to be on all our lists. Yeah, I think he has to be. I mean, he's probably the best receiver that any of us have ever seen in a Packers uniform. I mean, you could argue Donald Driver, but I think that that's more of just like heartstrings. We drafted him in the seventh round. He was a Packer forever kind of thing. I think pure talent-wise, Jordy's probably the best receiver that the Packers have had in our lifetime. Um, who I almost put in here, but I didn't because I didn't like how he finished his career, was Jermichael Finley. So he's my tie. Yeah, when, when Jermichael was actually like prime and like – he had like one and a half really great seasons where it was like, okay, if Jermichael was getting the ball, he was going to the end zone with it. Um, so I, I have a nominee, and this actually should have been my number two, if not number one. I totally forgot about this guy. And again, had a terrible ending in Green Bay. But I'm looking at an autographed football by him right now. I don't know how I forgot him. Greg Jennings. You couldn't have waited. <laughs> Oh, is that, did I steal your you thunder? Son of a bitch! I'm, I'm sorry, but no. For that, actually, is the number two on my list. Cobb, you're out. You're outside looking in. You're OLI. But anyway, my number one though, Amon Green. Yes, he was on my list. Ooh, Amon Green. I I was young when I used to watch him play. Um, minus his fumbles, I mean, probably the best Packer running back. Maybe ever, um, you know, Paul Horning, obviously, it, there's always going to be the arguments that the mailmen who started the league uh, better than the prime athletes that we have now. But I think Amon Green really could have been the best back we've ever had. Yeah, that, that he was on my outside looking into. He did cross my mind. But all right, Dustin, even though I may have spoiled your list, uh, you're number three, best home run, Packer home run hitter of your lifetime. U S O B. It's all good. Hey, fun fact: Amon Green is a Lakeland University esports coach. Fun fact, and I don't know if I mentioned that before. I see him all. I saw him all the time at Lakeland when I was there. I literally saw him like every other day. It was actually really cool. <laughs> good talk, I guys. I I'll, I'll move on. With, I'll move on. Show goes on. Yeah, still goes on. All right. Yeah, but he is he's still huge, let me mind you. I walked up to him like, oh yeah, man, that's a mom green. You can just tell. Yeah. I'm sure his like middle finger when you shake his hand comes up to like the middle of your forearm. Oh yeah. yeah. Massive. He he makes me look like a child. But anyways, moving on with my list. All right, number three. We're gonna go with we're gonna go with Devontae Adams at number three. Yeah, I mean the dude was just always open. It just seemed like, you know, it was just when Rodgers needed to throw, he could rely on him. And then I'll move on. I don't think we really have to elaborate too much on that. And then number two, I'm going to go with Greg Jennings. At least I, I didn't mean, give away your number one. Yeah, true. I mean, granted, you know, I kind of, we'll, we'll get to it. But, yeah, Greg Jennings, the two touchdowns, Super Bowl, obviously 
just clutch the whole that whole year for us. So it's hard not to put him on the list. And then number one, I'm going to put Jordy Nelson. I mean, it, it's hard not to put him on this list just because every play action, I, you knew it was going to Jordy. <laughs> you knew it was a deep ball to Jordy. And he was always open. It always worked. It was crazy. That Packer, that era, they couldn't run the ball to save their lives. They did this, the play action, you know it. Rodgers would roll to his right, set up shop, curl hop, deep ball. You knew it every time, and he was always open. Always. I don't think it failed once. But. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was really the last segment we had. Um, So that's going to do it for the podcast this week. Um, They got the Bears this week. Uh, Who knows if Fields is playing. They're favored by three points, I think. Okay. Great. I don't really want to have a Fields conversation, especially now that he's hurt. And let's face it, we've had the Fields conversation. There's only so much content that you can get from milking out the Justin Fields debate. Even me, proud mayor of Justin Fields Island, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like, it's overplayed. It's just I, I don't want to do it anymore. So, Bears week, enjoy it. It's a rivalry week. Could this be the last time we see Aaron Rodgers this year? Perhaps. Just something to keep an eye on. Because it sounds like he's playing. That is the expectation. He was limited in practice today, but he did practice. So, we shall see. Make sure to follow us all on the socials. Uh, individually or as a group, as the group, make sure you follow the Lockdown Corner Podcast on all your social media platforms, including our YouTube page. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. I don't know why you're not. I swear, if you're watching this or listening, if you're a listener and you do not subscribe to our YouTube page, I will come to your house and kick down your Christmas decorations. I promise you that. I will be a total Grinch and I will either steal your presents or kick over your Christmas tree. Subscribe to the youtube anyway now that i'm done threatening you uh that'll do it for us we'll see you uh perhaps this weekend maybe sunday we can do a gambling show it's been a while uh we also have to figure out the bag of chaos because now we've been off for two weeks there is 50 bucks on the line for whoever is the worst which i'm pretty sure jody was the worst right now um I don't know what's happening, but uh, enjoy these clowns doing whatever shadow puppetry they may be doing. Thank you for listening and or watching. We will see you next week. Packers-Bears rivalry week. So even though this team kind of sucks, we always say... Go Packers!